So as many of you know, Nigel and I were involved in a church in Birmingham, Birmingham Vineyard, before we moved down here. And my, one of my jobs when I was there was I used to oversee compassion. And when God asked us to come to Winchester, um, I was um, <laughs> on one level slightly gutted, to be honest, because I, my heart is for compassion and for us to help the poor, because that's God's heart. And when I heard that we were coming to Winchester, I said to the Lord, God, they're all rich and they're all posh. And so what are we going to do? And we came for our interview, and it was on a Thursday, which is the day that the children's storehouse is open. And as I came in, we didn't know Hugh and Ginny, who were our predecessors, hardly at all at that point. And um, I was really embarrassed because I walked in and saw racks of beautiful clothes that looked like they were brand new, that I knew this church, I was told this church was going to be giving out to those in need. And I literally started to cry. I was so overwhelmed by the kindness and generosity of people in this church family, and it God just said, you know, we have the poor here too. There are people who need me in lots of different ways and people who need me here in practical ways. And so, very embarrassed, I kind of tried to mop up my tears. But those of you who've met Ginny last week will know that it didn't phase her in the slightest that there I was sobbing through my interview. So, as, I, as we came here, we were soon introduced to a number of people, including Jenny Macrith. Jenny oversees the Compassion Ministry here, and those of you who know her know that her heart for, for compassion it really echoes God's heart. And as we've been here for the past five years, we've been so thrilled to see how the way that we give to the poor has really increased the poor locally and the poor further afield. And it's just been a, an amazing thing to see that. And so as we were thinking about what we want to talk about on Sundays over the next month, we decided it was really important to have a Sunday when we celebrate all we are doing with compassion with the church, all that you are doing as generous people with compassion. And, all, and we've been praying too about what we feel like God wants us to do going forward. So in a minute, Jenny's going to come and she's going to share from the Bible some of God's heart for compassion. We have a little video um, to show you, which is kind of just a summary of some of the things that we do. There are some leaflets on your, your, um, your sheet that, on the seats that Jenny's going to refer to. And we've got a couple of new initiatives that we are going to um, kind of explain to you in a couple of little interviews. So that's where we're going this morning. But just so just to start that, Jenny, would you come and join us? This is Jenny Macrith, for those of you who don't know us. Woo! She's a wonderful lady who leads our compassion teams. Over to you, Jenny. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Right. Let's see if I can keep on track. What's the time? Right. Okay. Right. Well, today is a celebration, and I want a big thank you to Nigel and Joe. That shows their heart of compassion, God's heart, um, to allow a whole Sunday dedicated to compassion. And so I really want to thank you and honour you for that. That's amazing. And, uh, and also, it is a celebration. It's a celebration of what God has done, and what, um, but also um, for all of you who have been so generous throughout the, the last year. It's been um, really humbling to see and quite astounding. So thank you to everyone. And I'm just going to share um, a, a, what actually happened because um, the difference between 2014 and 15 is quite staggering but um, the storehouse actually opened in um, as in, in its present form in 2009 and at that time um, I have to say that I when I was asked to actually oversee 
I considered that I was the least likely person to head up compassion. I didn't feel, com I didn't feel that I qualified. I disqualified myself. Um, the reason that I sort of, Ginny and Hugh, actually managed to talk me into it, it was because it was outreach as well and I have a heart to share Jesus with everyone and uh, so I thought well that's okay compassion is sorting itself out people are running that I can encourage them that'll be okay so um, but actually shortly after um, they actually the people that were running the food and the storehouse and everything left and so I had to get on with it and God has taught me over that time to um, he has grown my heart. He's let me see what was actually in there all the time. But I had, for various reasons, disqualified myself, thinking all sorts of reasons why I couldn't do it. Um, who people would think, who does she think she is? You know, I mean, I have never been poor. I've been without money and I had to live on faith, but I've never had a poor mindset. So um, I just thought people are going to see through me. All of this was lies. And um, so. When I you know, realized that it was not about me, it was about others, and I was to get over myself, then you know, I knuckled down and got on with it. But anyway, as um, you can see from your sheets, we have a lot of ministries now, and a lot stem from the storehouse. But um, So we have the um, children's storehouse, and for those that don't know, we give away children's clothes from birth to 16 years, and uh, baby equipment, so um, all, everything that a baby or pregnant mum could possibly need. Um, and this is all given to um, people in the community and anyone who needs it, actually. Um, and then we have the food store, which has grown enormously um, since the food bags have come out and Jill Jameson has taken over the, that food side. Um, it's uh, actually um, really, it's been phenomenal. It, it's enabled everyone to um, take a part. And so, you know, we're all working together, which is really great. Um, throughout the year, those are the two mainstays um, of that. Plus, we do have another really important ministry is the street teams, which go out every Saturday night, and they have done for years, um, even before the storehouse. Um, um, Keith and Francis have faithfully gone out Saturday night and now they have a team and you'll see a little bit um, later on the film but they go out faithfully to the homeless on the streets every Saturday evening so that's um, really good. Our seasonal um, events that we have are um, first of all we, we do a school uniform day in August to for families that whose children are going um, start either starting school starting secondary school or who generally just need school uniform so um, we um, yeah we do the school uniform which you can see has increased um, also um, the Christmas toy fair um, phenomenal um, people bring we have all new toys um, people come and um, who are recommended they're given an invitation and they come and they select a new toy for their child a new book and a new soft toy and then they take it to um, the wrappers over in the corner who, um, who faithfully wrap the presents and while they have tea, coffee, cake and mince pies and get to chat with each other and with us. So um, that's a really great 
um, event and we also get the agencies to come along um, as well and then of course our hampers which we've done for years but um, when we started in um, 2009 we used to give away 30 hampers and as you can see from um, the sheet I think it was 83 84 um, last Christmas so everything's um, really um, buzzing the, the I have to just mention that um, for those of you that actually contributed to hampers and toys you did more than that because the generosity last year was so staggering that we actually I didn't I had money over in the budget which was amazing so on your sheets on the reverse side you'll see a washing machine picture of a washing machine and we actually helped were able to help a young woman who um, had moved from the refuge into she was given a flat but nobody would help her with um, white goods and um, I got an email about it and I thought well it was around I thought somebody's going to sort this out but then I had another email from a, a health visitor in Southampton who said she still hadn't got anything this is three weeks later this young woman with two young children one with dietary problems hadn't a cooker um, washing machine or a tumble dryer so I thought well we can get her a cooker and I spoke to her and she'd actually just managed to get a second-hand one but we were able to provide her um, the washing machine and tumble dryer which she just well it, yeah she was just delighted and it was made such a difference to her life and and for the children so thank you all to everyone um, for that and uh, as I say the everything's increased the shoe boxes um, and you'll hear more about um, the other there's a couple of other um, ministries that Joe's going to introduce later um, how we actually do it in case you're not aware we actually do have a, a voucher system so we actually have contacts of over 40 agencies in the city um, who have um, vouchers to give to their clients to come and get food or clothing. Um, so, um, you know, basically that's how it's um, worked. But if you notice on the film, me sat at a desk with a lady, it, on the day that Nathan was filming, actually one of the agency workers came in for some something for um, a family and they hadn't actually got any of our vouchers, so I was actually signing her up, which was, um, you know, that was great. So, um, and we are spreading further afield. Um, people are hearing about us. And as Nikki actually, Nikki uh, Matthews, shared yesterday at the Leaders um, Weekend that she was as a social worker and she was in a meeting and she heard somebody else in the meeting talking about how wonderful we were here for providing and helping the poor so that was great um right the reason that we do it why do we do it the whole reason that we do it is because we love jesus and it's his heart there's no point us rocking up on a thursday to um you know give out clothes and everything else if um there wasn't real um, purpose to it and we want to show um, God's heart um, I just want to share a couple of verses with you in the Bible I'm going to start with an Old Testament one um, from Deuteronomy 15 if you've got a Bible you can turn to it um, it won't be on the screen but um, let's see if I can find it okay 
Right. Um, yeah, it's it's in um, it's in verse fifth in chapter fifteen. Um, it's on the God even provided back then. His his heart is love. He is love, and his heart is for the poor. So even then, he provided for the poor. But he had to make a law then for um, them to help them along a bit, and um, it was um, to cancel debts every seven years. So, um, which. You know, is I wonder how that would ha work out today. Um, anyway, I'm going to read from verse 7, though. Um, if there is a poor man among your brothers in any of the towns of the land that the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted towards your poor brother. Rather, be open-handed and freely lend him whatever he needs. Be careful not to harbor this wicked thought. The seventh year for cancelling debts is near, so that you do not show ill will towards your needy brother and give him nothing. He may then appeal to the Lord against you, and you will be found guilty of sin. Give generously to him and do, not, and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. There will always be poor people in the land, Therefore, I command you to be open-handed towards your brothers and towards the poor and needy in your land. Yes, God did make this law to provide for the poor. And, um, but living under the law actually breeds a judgmental um, and religious spirit. Um, in verse 9, um, God gives us a warning on how to avoid being hard-hearted and tight-fisted which is not harboring negative thoughts, although God puts it a bit more strongly. He says wicked thoughts. Um, and I wonder how many times that we've been in a position where we've wanted to um, be generous and um, give something, and then a thought pops into our mind. Um, well, perhaps uh, I've got lots of family birthdays this month. Perhaps I'll, I'll give next month. Um, it's uh, all these things... You know, and if we do give money, often um, you know, if we give a lesser amount than we feel God's putting on our heart, it steals the joy from us. So um, we're only only cheating ourselves. Um, but it might not even be money. It could be our time. God may put on our heart to visit somebody, and we think, oh, perhaps we're too busy, or um, and try and put it off, or even um, a treasured possession or something very insignificant. Um, any of you that know Neil and I will um, know that we love to play Scrabble. And um, so our Scrabble board, we've got one of these deluxe ones that you, you, it's got a plastic sort of covering that the things, tiles don't move, they don't slip around. So um, uh, anyway, it's starting to get a bit crinkly on the edges. And um, I said, oh dear. Anyway, I went into a charity shop one day and there was a new one. I was so excited. So I bought this um, Scrabble um, set and came home. I said, you'll never guess what I found, just what we need. Um, so uh, anyway, I said, we can give our old one to my mum, has always played Scrabble with three friends. The four of them played every week. Um, and uh, I said, we can give that to um, her. And then Neil just looked at me and said, 
why this is god speaking straight through him because it went straight to my heart he said why would we give the old our one that we don't want to those poor old ladies <laughs> he said just give them the new one and I thought, oh, my word, that was, I knew it was God. And I can't tell you, I've been asked to, you know, God's put on my heart to give, you know, significant amounts of money, which I haven't had a problem in obeying. And it gets to a scrabble board, and I struggled. I can't tell you. So it does say in the Bible, the little foxes spoil the vine, and it's, you know, it can be true. But um, anyway, but in verse 10, you'll, you'll see that obe obedience does bring a blessing because um, God promises to bless them that are generous and give without a grudging heart. But thankfully, we're no longer under the law, but under grace. So um, we'll look at our second scripture, which is 1 John 4, verse 7 to 12. Right. Okay, yeah, so 1 John 4, 1 John 4 um, from verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed us his love, his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Okay. So God showed his love for all people by sending Jesus. That's all those, those of us that have received that um, gift, that free gift, that's great. But there's many, many, many more that have not um, realized that how much God loves them and haven't um, received that. Um, but I believe that um, this is why, um, you know, God's, our passion for God and everything, I believe, is why God is blessing the Compassion Ministries in this church. We're passionate for God, and everything we do is motivated by giving people an experience of Jesus while still meeting their basic needs. Um, we'll always um, have the poor among us, as um, Jesus said. And um, throughout the Bible, it says, preach the good news to the poor. And um, the prophecy in Isaiah 61 was fulfilled in Luke 4 by Jesus um, when, you know, it says, go and preach good news to the poor to um, heal the sick, bind up the brokenhearted and set the captives free. So it's throughout that. And even in um, Galatians, when um, James, uh, J Peter and John um, actually recognized that um, Paul and Barnabas were anointed to preach. Um, and he, they said, well, we're going to preach to the Jews. You can preach to the Gentiles on one condition. And Paul says, all they asked was that we should continue to remember the poor, the very thing that I was eager to do. So extending God's compassion is different from being a rescuer. God is big enough to rescue anyone. 
The weight of responsibility will become more than we can bear if we take on more than God's asking us to do. So then it becomes about us. So, um, but with regard to us being loving and generous, let us not allow negative or judgmental thoughts take a hold or we'll fall back under a law that does not exist. The good news is that we're no longer under the law, but under grace. And uh, Jesus came to set us free, which is great news. You can clap if you like. Um, right, we're going to have um, a look at this film. It's only um, a few minutes, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Um, Nathan's put this together, so um, this will give... I'll, I'll just round up after and pass over to Joe. The great thing is um, that um, with all of these things, we, we really very much work um, as a team and everyone can be involved, um, even if they've only got an hour a week, um, no matter what. There's so, it's so vast. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes um, that people don't realize. They think, oh, it's just a Thursday and I work Thursday. I can't do anything. But there's all sorts. We do have kind people that take washing home, that um, we have a couple of ironers in the storehouse. Every Terry and Mary come and work. Um, they do two shifts. Um, when one finishes, Terry finishes at 12, Mary comes on at 2 to iron. And um, we do need somebody that can mend equipment and clean equipment. That's one area that we need. Um, but basically, it's great to work in team. It's great for us all to be together. Everything that we have shown and talked about today, it's, it's all a joint effort, no matter whether it's prayers that you've offered up, um, donations or whatever, or you actually hands-on. We're all part of the same team here, and the whole DNA of this church is compassion. So thank you all for uh, listening, and I'm going to hand over to Joe now. And I was just aware, as Jenny was talking, um, one of the things that came to mind for me was a story in Mark chapter 12, and you may well know it. It's when Jesus was sitting there in the temple, and he watched people coming to give their offering. And he saw a man coming and, and giving loads and loads of money, and that was his contribution. And then he saw a widow coming who was very poor. And in, you know the, the old word for it is she gave her widow's might. She gave a tiny offering what looked tiny, and yet Jesus said she's given more than anybody else because she gave all that she had to live on. And when we talk about the poor, we're not labeling people. We're not saying we are the rich and they are the poor. What we're saying is God's heart is for those in need, and we can all contribute in some way or another. And it might be that your contribution is a tin of soup or a tin of beans, you know, on a once a month or once a, every six months or once a year. That, that might be your contribution, and God knows your heart as you give. It might be actually that you have a lot of money, and God's saying to you, thank you for what you're giving, but actually you're, you're not even touching the surface. I'm, I have a higher expectation of you because of what I've given to you. And so when we're talking about this, we're not talking about labels. And, and also there are times and seasons in our lives sometimes when we are those who can be really generous and give. And other times in our lives when we need to be on the receiving end. And as Jill said on the movie, you know, we are able to give to those amongst 
our gathering as well as those who are not part of the church community and that's such a delight and a joy to do that. I wanted to just tell you really quickly about two relatively new initiatives that have started under our Compassion umbrella. Um, and I've asked Graham and Karen just to come and do a little mini interview in just a minute. But first of all, let me tell you about them. The first is something called Acts 435. You'll see a brightly colored yellow little postcard on your seat. And this comes, comes from the book in the Bible, Acts, and it's chapter 4, and it's verse 35. And basically, it talks about how the believers, the church in those days, shared what they had. In Acts 4.35, it says they, they, sold, they sold bits and bobs, fields and houses and stuff. They brought the money and they put it at the apostles' feet and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. And what this is, it, this, there is um, kind of a charity, if you like, an organization that we have signed up to. And the way that it works is that they have um, a website which channels people's gifts and donations. So if we identify people from around our community or within our church who have a specific need, it might be something like a dishwasher or a tumble dryer. It might be that they have a period of rent arrears. It might be that there's a gas bill that they can't pay. We can identify people who need just some one-off help and then we post that need onto the website and generous people from anywhere from around the country can look at the website and go I've got some spare cash this month I'm not quite sure where to give it oh look I'd love to buy a carpet for Mrs X who lives in Winchester or help somebody with their rent arrears who lives in Eastleigh and so it's kind of a channel for people's generosity um, and we are we're wonderfully blessed to be the kind of receiving end of that. So um, people are refer people can be referred to the website, the money comes to us, and then we go and buy a tumble dryer or buy a carpet or pay the gas bill or whatever it is that needs to be done. And so it's just a way of us being able to support more people within our community. If you'd like to be able to give to it, the details are there. And if you know people who need from it, then you can let us, let us know that. And so, Karen, just come up quickly. Um, Karen is one of the kind of backroom ladies who makes this happen. And I just had a couple of questions um, for her. She knows it's coming. So, Karen, first of all, what do you do in regard to Acts 435? What's the part that you play? Um, well, I receive all the requests that Jenny and the rest of the team um, find out about during the week, um, and I'm the one that actually puts it onto the website, describes what the need is anonymously, it has to be said, um, and then, yeah, I watch as the, uh, the money comes in. And is this a, is this a full-time job for you? Uh, no, I do actually have a full-time job. Um, so the great thing is, um, because I'd like to be involved on a weekly basis with Jenny and the team, but I have to go to work, um, this is the sort of thing that I can do in my spare time, whether it's 8 o'clock at night when I get home or on a Saturday, I can post the requests and I can keep an eye on them and help with that. And so how did you get involved in it? Um, well, I actually found out about it when I went to visit my parents' church. Um, they'd been involved, they'd heard about it from somebody else, and sort of word had spread. And I think um, Acts 435 as an organisation has been going since about 2011, 2012, and it's just grown exponentially as people get on board with this idea that, yeah, you can look and you can see that there's a need in Glasgow and you can contribute to it. Um, and similarly, you can help people in your local community by posting their needs on there as well. And is there anything that's particularly struck you as you've just been doing this? Because in fact, tell us a little bit about what we've managed to um, do locally, you know, since we started. Yes, I think we've had about six requests um, on the website. Um, and what I love to see is the money start to tot up. It's really exciting to see it. So somebody might donate £5, somebody might 
donate the whole amount. And so it's a real good way that, you know, even if you do have a little bit, you can contribute. So I love seeing that happen. And then the best part for me is when we've had the money and it's on its way to the church bank account, is I get to send a thank you letter to the people that have contributed. And they are anonymous. I don't know who they are. Um, so I, yeah, I get to say some nice things to some strangers. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you, Karen. Fantastic. That's great. Yeah. Now, the other project that we have just recently got involved in, just before Christmas, actually, is a project called Fair Share. And we've got a little picture up there. You, you'll have seen um, some of the guys working with food on our video. For a long time, we've given out non-perishable food. So we've asked you for cans and tins, and people have very generously brought those in to give away. The way that Fair Share works is that we have a connection with local supermarkets who have perishable food, so fruit and veg and bread and margarine and different and meat and fish and all those kind of things that we still need. We can't just live on tins, but you know, fresh, nutritious food that, for various reasons, they can't sell. Now, it might be that they've, they have a surplus of something. It might be that the, the date is coming relatively close to being used. Um, I, one of the things was that um, I heard about some food that was just mislabeled. It, there was a place where they were doing food for Marks and Spencers and Waitrose, I think it was, and they printed the labels, and on one side of the food it said Marks and Spencers, and on the other side it said Waitrose. And so they couldn't sell that particular food, but there's, you know, it's, it's, it's good food that people who need it um, can receive and eat. And so the, what we do is that we have a connection whereby we um, can, on a, a fortnightly basis, we can contact them and say, what have you got? And uh, if you like, put in a bit of a shopping list. And so they'll tell us what's available. We can tell them what we'd like to have. Um, we receive it. And then as you saw on the um, DVD, it comes into church and we package it up so that we can give it out to people in need. And it's been amazing how that has grown. We're able to give to individuals, but as well as that, give to local agencies like some of the different hostels who really appreciate having fresh stuff again, to give to people who would otherwise be going hungry. And Graham, you're involved in that, so come up and tell us a little bit about your part. So Graham, you, we saw you on the movie. Can we come for autographs later? Is that <laughs> So tell us, what is it that you do for the fair share part of our food bank? Um, to start with, when uh, the, the, the folks from the supermarket bring... Uh, a van over with a, a number of crates for us. Uh, we set the crates out, sort out, uh, first of all, have a quick look and have, make sure there's no, uh, for instance, dairy products that are past their use-by dates. Uh, but um, most, nearly, nearly all the stuff is fine. And then uh, uh, we, we just... Um, lay it out on a table and depending on how many organisations we are sending to on that particular day, we just make up bags. Uh, and uh, Jenny knows an awful lot about uh, the, the, the special aspects of the organisation. Some cater for, with, uh, f for families with children, some uh, men only, uh, some uh, single people, some old people. Jenny knows all that, so we might uh, uh, we we might put let's say a little, little a, f a few more chockies and sweets and things uh, where we know there's families involved, uh, and and we might put a little uh, bit more fresh food uh, where we know people have got good cook cooking facilities. So there's a little bit of uh, it's not just a, uh, an even amount that we send to each pe people uh, each each organisation. We do tailor it a little bit, uh, but it's only a little bit. 
Fantastic, thank you. And so have you got involved in this, Graham? How did you get stuck in? Um, well, Jenny asked me. I have really, I've got a heart for helping uh, people uh, that are needy. And um, I think it, it, it started really, I, I really do enjoy doing this, I must admit. It's, it's good fun being here. Uh, it's it's very rewarding uh, 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 the, the way that people receive this when we take the food around. Um, but it, it's been kind of, I, I think God's been knocking on my door, knocking on my head for a year because I used to think uh, coming up for Christmas, I'll do a shoebox. That's it. Wait for next Christmas. Uh, uh, but then when, uh, when I saw the food bags uh, starting, I thought, well, that's a good idea. I'll, uh, I'll take one of them. Um, and every now and again, I think when I remembered, I would go and take a bag and fill it and bring it back. But then I, I did notice that um, if whenever I, if I wasn't uh, doing this regularly, um, it was, wasn't long before I was reading about uh, a particular need for, for people that are needing food. And not only reading it, but seeing stuff on the paper about food banks and so on and the amount of need there is. And I just, it seemed as though if I missed out, if I forgot about it, there I was being reminded all the time. And I think that's when I realised that that's God really saying, you really need to get stuck into this. And, and, and that's what I try and do now is do a bag a week. Um, and, and so uh, it, it was brilliant when uh, Jenny, I think I first started to get involved with Jenny with uh, uh, the refugees assembling all the f uh, f clothes and things and checking them for the refugees. But it's just sort of uh, grown and uh, uh, and I think I, I just, I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> I think I've just started really realising that it's God been banging me on the head and keep reminding me and I haven't been seeing it for such a long time. So I think that's really uh, how, how I got to the stage now where I'm more involved in it. That's fantastic, thank you. And so you come along, you sort the food out, you pop it in the back of the car and you drive it around to different places. And what is there that's um, anything particularly struck you, you know, since you've started about the places you've been going or what you've seen? Um, uh, well, I, I, I think I, every now and again, uh, I, I do come into contact with... Um, Some, something well where you see the need and you were saying to me yesterday that actually that quite surprised you because you thought that there was plenty of provision locally and actually when you have been to places you've really realized that not everybody has everything that they need yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. do you want to say any more about that or is that enough yeah thank you thank you graham mm. yeah i just want to um say that when Graham turned up to help with the Syria appeal and then with the Christmas hampers, I could see the heart of this man. And so I thank God for him and uh, we can all see it. So thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you.
And so, as you've seen from Graham, from Karen, from the movie, there are loads of different ways to get involved. You don't have to just be able to be here on a Thursday morning to sort things out. If you want to contribute either by giving or with some time, then come along to talk to Jenny if she hasn't had the chance to talk to you yet, because this is something for all of us. You know, and yesterday on our Leaders' Day, we had a, a live link with a guy who, who does a lot of compassion stuff. And it struck me because he said two different things. He said that as God's people, the expectation is that we would be involved in spontaneous acts of compassion. We are a compassionate people. Wherever we go, we'll see that there's a need and we can respond to that. That's the heart of God. But also, it's our job to have some structured ways to express God's compassion. So we can be spontaneous or we can be structured. And I'm, many of you are completely spontaneous, you know, wherever you're going. And this is just some of our structured way of responding to God's heart for those people who need more. It's been amazing, hasn't it, just to hear all this? What a, what a celebration. You know, these stats on here that you've got, take them home with you and pray over them. Um, little little count-up. From 2014 to 2015, we've helped an, an extra 166 people, which is a 40% increase, and we've given away an extra 299 things, which is a, I couldn't even work out, a lot of, a lot of percentage Chris did tell me this yesterday, but I wasn't. 400 and something percent increase. Um, I think you've heard that compassion is on God's heart. And I think you've heard that compassion is not just for a few people to be involved in. And so through the various projects that we do, and as Joe says, through the spontaneous acts of each of us going about our daily lives, scattered servants, wherever we are, that God is able to his heart for people who are in need is able to come through. I just want to say a couple of other things, and then it's my job to issue a call to action. I'm going to ask for a response, okay? Um, we're not the only organization who's interested in helping poor people or even interested in community transformation. You know, there's a whole raft of organizations who want to help, and some of them are better at it than us. And so we partner with them when we can. But we are one of the only organizations, I think, with the spiritual authority in our communities to do that. Because that's what God has given us. And so our, and another thing to say is that our aim isn't just to help people who are in need. That's our first aim. Our second aim is to see people get free and meet Jesus and experience long-term transformation. That's what we're interested in here. I just want to read you a verse from Isaiah. Isaiah 54, and I think this is the Lord for us in this time now, okay? Because you've seen already the, the momentum and the increase in momentum and what God is doing. And Isaiah 54 says this, verse 2, Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out and don't hold back. And lengthen the cords and strengthen the stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and the left and your offerings will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. I think that the Lord is saying that it is time for us to up the ante with our compassion. Now, there are two very specific stories in this. Okay, there's, there's one really specific need. They haven't talked about it yet, but you saw on that video that these guys were transporting all that food in their cars. Uh, honestly, just practically, we need a van. 
Okay, we need a van to do this because the, the number of contacts, the number of agencies, the number of people who are able to help. By the way, this isn't just a Winchester thing. It goes much further out. So we need some, we need some money for a van, okay? We don't know how much it costs. We don't know what the specific practical solution is. It might be a, a lease one. It might be a second-hand one. We don't, we don't know. Maybe someone's got a van to give us. But that's not, that, that's not the point. We'll need some money to run it anyway, even if they do. It might be 20 grand. We, we don't know. But we need, we need some money for a van. Okay, that's, that's quite straightforward. Um, but the other thing is bigger than this. And this is the story of what we think God is doing right now. And that is, honestly, we've only got a small amount of space here for compassion. And we're bursting at the seams. And we think that the Lord is saying that he wants to put us in a different, he has a different venue, a different building, a different space in which compassion can grow. Now, we don't know where that space is. We've had one or two, we've had a look at one or two possibilities, but we honestly don't have that. But, and so my call to action for all of us this morning is number one, to give, and number two, to pray. Now, I'm not going to ask you to give right now, but I, I'm going to ask you to go away and consider this and think about it and come prepared to give next week. There are some envelopes on here. This is an extra offering. This is extra to what we would normally do on a Sunday. And this is very specifically for compassion. I'm not going to twist your arm about it. We're not going to get emotional about it. Well, we'll try not to, Graham. That's okay. Just teasing. <laughs> but I, literally, I just want you to ask the Lord what it is that he's saying, and if, and if there's anything you should give. If it's five pounds, fantastic. If it's 50 or 500, awesome. Whatever the Lord says to give. If you want to do that now, you can, but I'd really love to collect these in next week, and I will write to everybody who wasn't here this week as well and just explain that. And next Sunday, we'll take these, we'll take these back and gift aid it if you can, and let's just see what, what God wants to do. Now, don't see this as the church is raising money for a van. See this as God's invitation to invest in the compassion ministry of this church in this city. Okay? So whatever that looks like for you, ask the Lord, see what, you, see what, he, can, see what he says to you. Is that okay? So can you all take one of these from the chairs around you? We've got spares if you don't have enough. Put it in your bag or pocket and take it home and pray about it. Is that okay? And would you stand and perhaps we'll just pray together? Because the other thing is a bigger deal. Even bigger than the van. We're not worried about this. We just think it's the Lord, okay? Money, venues, none of them are a problem for the Lord. But we have a sense, and we talked about this with all of our leaders yesterday. So as a leadership community, we all, we all share this sense that this is something that the Lord is saying, that it's time for compassion to break out of this building or the space that we're able to just about hold it in and to expand because there's more that God wants to do. So will you join me as we pray?